You're listening to a Broadmoor Podcast production. On Sunday, Pastor Josh Brady continued with our Summer in the Psalms series by preaching from Psalm 13. As he shared, this psalm is his favorite and is one that has the most personal meaning for him. If you've not listened to Josh's message from Sunday, I would encourage you to stop and go listen to it first. You'll have a very different perspective on today's conversation if you do. When we come to a place of saying, I need help, it is worship to God and healing for you. That's what Josh said on Sunday. Today, we're talking about coming to Jesus and each other with all of our brokenness and finding help. Specifically, we're talking about issues of mental health and offering some practical steps toward healing. I hope today's conversation is a game changer for many. Thanks for listening in. This is After the Message. All right. Hey, guys. Welcome to the podcast today. Good morning. Good afternoon. Good, good afternoon. Yeah. Yep. Afternoon, Mike. Right. Right. morning. That's right. Yes. It is. Uh, I caught myself just before I said morning. I Again, yeah, we're so used to recording this in the morning when, when we yep. have to move it in the afternoon, which today which we did recent. because there was no power yes. <laughs> at the church this morning. Um, so, because of the storm that blew through last night, that, which is, that's a frequent story these days. Uh-huh. Yeah. Like, we're, we're having to do that a lot. Yes. So, sadly. Anyway, it's good to be in the room. We got Sean Selman today, Josh Brady, and Mark Evans, and then of course Chase Hammock is our producer. So, right. it's, uh, good to see everybody today. <laughs> everybody have a good weekend. Yeah, it was good. Yeah, I think we had a great weekend. Did you have a good weekend, Mike? Uh, I yes, it was a good weekend. It was a it was a very exhausting weekend. Mm, yeah, and, so uh, do yard work what, or something. What was going on, Mike? <laughs> yeah. So yeah, my daughter got married. Yes. And, uh, yes. So we're we're recovering from the you know the the physical emotional and mental <laughs> drain that that is, but it no, it was great. It was beautiful and uh, just really we had some really meaningful time with with Kaylin uh, the the couple of days leading up to the the ceremony, and I got to co officiate. So um, you know I made it. I didn't break down. Uh, Although it sounded like I was going to at one time, <laughs> did you get close? <laughs> <laughs> so, so a little quick story. So we we uh, walked her down the aisle, right? And so uh, the the groom's dad was also officiating, so he and I were co-officiating. And so he took the first part, so I could walk her down the aisle. He does the opening remarks and everything, and then he I'm standing there with Kaylin, and he says, uh, "Who who gives this woman, you know?" And uh, and and so I open my mouth, and it comes out. Her mother and I. <laughs> oh, it was like so, I, and it surprised me even. Like I, I really meant for that to sound more uh, confident and aggressive than it did. But uh, but that's had the you way rehearsed it, it? No, I Come mean, on. I mean, I knew what I was supposed to say, but and uh, so like, I thought I practice thought, saying it in different thought, voices right, Mike, just to make gotta, sure it sounds gotta, manly. You got to get your act together here, man, because because I had to then he prayed and then I had to take over and like do the next part mm-hmm. of the ceremony. So I thought, okay, God, I just, uh, I got to mm. pull it together, pull it together. Yeah. <laughs> but you made it. I did. Yeah. It was great. It was great. That's awesome. And, uh, and, you know, it was a beautiful day for her and I think exactly what she would have hoped for it to be. So um, it was good. But yeah, so it was an eventful weekend for us. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It good. was eventful for us. I reckon it went out Saturday afternoon. Oh, oh. gross. Yeah. 
Well, it's back on today. Good. There you go. That's there good. is a renewed joy in our home. <laughs> yeah, I can imagine. <laughs> yeah, my wife and daughter, they have not had a good day or two. It's been a little, so a little feisty at our house. A little feisty. Yes. Between the Evanses. Yes. Yeah. It's good today though. Everybody's happy again. Yeah. Funny how air yeah. conditioning does that. Hey. Air conditioning <laughs> and ice cream make everything better. <laughs> hey, sounds good. Yeah. Well, um, so I missed Sunday, but I, I will say that I, you know, because we were recovering from the wedding and out of town, uh, but I did watch it uh, mm. today, uh, like mm. earlier this morning, and um, man, what a Sunday for me to miss. It was so good. Mm. Powerful. So powerful. Mm-hmm. And uh, Josh, I know a lot of it really involved your personal story, and uh, and as you related it to to the the psalm that we were we were discussing in Psalm 13. But um, you know, I, I feel like I, I ask this question a lot when we come in here. But I mean, how was that for you? Because I mean, your story's not new to the church. I mean, you sure. you know, I think if if anybody's been paying attention, they've heard parts of that before at least. But I feel like it was. Uh, I don't know. It felt fresh in some ways. Sure. Yeah. It um, it was good. Like I, I love to share my story because hopefully my story is story is the story of Christ. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I get excited. Somebody somebody mentioned this morning uh, as we were talking. You know, they were they they thanked me for allowing a look under the hood. Uh, and and I think as we talked, uh, we kind of landed at the spot of uh, I'm thankful you got to see all the broken pieces, but I hope you saw Jesus holding all of them together. Mm-hmm. Um, and and that's what I hope. And so to tell the story. For me, is a is a beautiful thing because it's the story of redemption and grace. Um, and 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 if you go back and you listen to the message, if you haven't already, um, the thought could be then Josh is better. Um, it's not a better thing. It's it it's it's a God by God's grace alone, and and I believe God's grace in counseling and God's grace in medicine and God's grace in time and healing. Uh, I have more means at my disposal to fight for health every single day. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I have accountability in my life to make sure that when I start to to go to a darker place or I begin to to spiral in, in different directions, I have people and accountability to be able to ask ask good questions. And so, you know, it, it's a it's always an honorable thing for me to be able to to share that story because I hope it points to Christ. So mm-hmm. I woke up today, honestly, um, a little bit of an overshare um, feel of, uh, did I share too much? Is it, um, how did people respond to it? Was it, was it too much? Was it, did I make it more about me than it, than I did about the gospel? Um, so, so all of those thoughts of yep. second guessing the moment, but mm-hmm. you know, it is what it is and it happened and I'm thankful and I pray that God glorifies himself through it all. No doubt. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, two things. One, I, I, just to affirm you, I, I thought it was a great um, uh, balance. Maybe it's not the right word, but I know you were dealing with the tension of, I don't want this to be about me, but I do mm-hmm. want to be honest and real. Mm-hmm. And that spoke to people. I think that that unlocked some yeah. things for folks. But I do think you were clear to point back to, it's him. Mm-hmm. It's all about him. Um, the healing what I think is important for people to hear that you just shared, this isn't something that just happened many years ago. And now, Oh, now I'm, now, now I'm all figured out. Mm -hmm. I think all of us. And and if, if you're listening today or you were there Sunday and you thought, well, that's good. Now he's all better. I'm still in the middle of it. Right. 
Well, there is safety and there is grace and that passage and your experience applies to you in the midst of it, right? which we all are. We're all in the midst of our brokenness. Mm -hmm. You found some healing by the grace of God, right? Right. But it's not like you've reached some... It, it, it's not like it's all over. Right. We're not still, at the pinnacle that's right. and it's all gone. Yeah. And, mm-hmm. and I think that's important for for anyone who's out there listening, thinking, man, I'm still struggling. You right. Know? Um, it, it, it's always going to go back to him mm-hmm. for the rest of your life. That's right. Right. Um, yeah. You used a word picture earlier today that, I, that sort of resonated with me. Uh, you know, I was sitting in your office earlier and we were talking and, and, um, and Josh, you said somebody, I think somebody had come to you and just talked about how they appreciated, you know, you sharing your broken pieces. And, mm-hmm. and you said, what I hope you saw was Jesus holding all those broken pieces together. Right. Um, and I, I thought as I just, that, that word picture was like, ah, oh, yeah, that's good. You know, cause it's not just about, I think there is a fine line maybe uh, between, you know, the story being about your story Mm-hmm. Um, or, or it really being more about what Christ is doing in your story, yeah, and uh, and yeah. So I pre- and I and I think again, I watched it this morning, uh, and and I think that came across. Yeah. Uh, at least yeah. it did to me. Mm-hmm. Definitely, and and I think what what I heard and even what I experienced, like I I didn't get to hear the whole. I missed your middle portion um, because we had summer camp coming back in and had some <laughs> issues with that, but um, but. I think I was grateful to have a pastor that's saying, Hey, I don't, I don't have it all figured out. I'm not mm-hmm. perfect. Right. And I think what I heard, like what I heard from other folks, even into last night, just conversations with other friends, they're grateful for the same thing. Mm-hmm. Like to go, Hey, life is real. Like in the things that I deal with, my pastor deals with right. other people deal with. There's people in my life group that deal with this. And there, there's a sense of, uh, I think you've used the phrase in the past of, oh, wait, you experienced that? Me right. too. Like, like I identify with that. And I think there was, a, there was a sense that as the body within Broadmoor, there was a connection there mm-hmm. uh, of going, wait, wait, okay, we, we can walk through things together. And um, so just thank you for being real. Yeah. But, but I also think you did. You, you pointed people to Jesus mm-hmm. and going, here's, here's the thing that really holds me together and holds all of us together. That's right. Mm-hmm. Right. And so. That's a good word. Thank you. Thank you for that. Thank you for the affirmation guys. Cause it, um, you know, even still coming into podcasts, like it's like, okay, another opportunity to overshare. <laughs> I don't know if I want to. Right. So, I mean, there, there's a little bit of that, but there's also this thing, and, and I don't know if we want to dive into it as much on the podcast, but I think it's certainly a part of it. There's this idea that um, if we had a cold, we would have no problem going to a doctor and mm-hmm. getting seen for a cold. Uh, if, if we had an infection, we'd have no problem going to get antibiotics. But there's something about a mental health stigma mm-hmm. that, that still runs through um, many people today, but strangely in church, mm-hmm. or at least among church people. And I don't know if that's the posture. I know that's not the posture of our leadership, for sure. But it's still this idea that when you come into a church, there's this thought, and it's a terrible thought, it's a, it's a damning thought, that you have to have your life together before you show up. And in reality, the church was established by Christ for all those who 
don't have it together. Right. Mm. He came mm. for the the sick, not the healthy. All right, let me let me take a stab at that. Do it. Cuz <laughs> stab away. I've been there, right? I I think when you talk about mental health, what is typically the the sharpest picture of that for a lot of folks is what comes across as worry, mm-hmm. the the anxiety, right? Which is a it, it is a kind of a it, you can call it worry. It's I'm I'm concerned or I'm nervous or I'm anxious. That generalized anxiety, and I think for in the people in the church, what that sounds like to them is. I don't have enough faith. Lack of faith. Mm-hmm. Well, and scripture says don't be anxious, yeah, right? That's yeah. right. Yeah. So there's the command and well, it failed that one, right? So like what there's a, a natural guilt that yeah. comes with anxiety that that I think is different than if I broke my arm or you know, yeah. I have cancer. I, I didn't do that. Sure. So if I'm anxious, that's something I'm doing the thought. I'm yep. doing this to myself. I must not have enough faith. I don't really trust God. You go on and on and on. And so I think that's where the shame and the guilt was for me, was um, apparently this is my own weakness. Uh, and, and I think that's why we had it. That makes complete mm-hmm. sense. Thank you for, for sharing that. And, and I'm thankful, you know, because you're right. You have that Philippians 4. You, you have those, uh, you have Jesus statements of, of mm-hmm. you know, why, why, why do you let your heart be troubled? You, don't you believe in God? Believe also in me. Right. Um, and, and so we, we have those. But then I'm also thankful that we have the Psalms. Mm-hmm. Um, as they are songs of worship, and and they they are God inspired by the Holy Spirit through these incredible authors, and so we have this Psalm 13. And to your point, it's not a, a question of why, because that would be Psalm 10, and we didn't get into that this time. And at some point, I'd love to preach that one because it's a little bit different perspective. But Psalm 13 is unique because the the outset is, I believe God is causing or at least allowing this mm-hmm. affliction. Mm-hmm. And so my, my question isn't why, my question is how long? Hmm. God, you've seen fit to trust me with this if we want to make it sound better than it is, or you've seen fit to afflict me with this. What, whatever whatever mm-hmm. side of the affliction you find yourself on, mm-hmm. the question from David is, how long is this going to last? Right. Because I am suffering, my mind is racing, I have no clue what to do. I, I feel like if you don't act, God, I'm going to die. So how long are you going to allow this mm. to happen? And and the beauty of this, it's worship. Mm-hmm. Like, like the whole premise behind that statement, those statements, those four questions and verses one and two, is it's built out of worship. And, and I think that's beautiful because a lot of times we believe that when we come before God, mm-hmm. even if life is bad, we better put a smile on that face. Mm-hmm. We, we better not worry. We better not have thoughts of, God, how... I know you're all-powerful. I know you're ever-present. I know that you, you, you can do – you're all-knowing. How, how dare you allow this to happen to my family? No, no, I can't do that. God, I love you. Praise your name. Glory to your name. You're... Right. No, this is, this is a psalm that is incredibly authentic, raw even, and it invites us in to bring those, those similar thoughts to God in worship. So right. as, as we saw this and we said it yesterday, I believe when you get to the end of it, like there's this posture of, but you're faithful, God, and I'll trust you. It's not an ending of smiles and feel-goods. It is a declaration of God's faithfulness right. through tears and through broken, broken heart. It, yeah, it, I think it's a proclamation of truth in the face of the painful, fearful the, yes. emotions. Right. right. This is this is David. This is the way I feel. This is my fear. But in the midst of this, 
this is what I know is true. And right. It's a proclamation. And, and I think you were clear yesterday when you, when you talked about those confessions to him, when you cry out to him for help, mm-hmm. that is worship. That's right. Mm-hmm. Um, it, it's, it's not get all your stuff and your mind set right and then go to him and worship him by only just proclaiming how good he is and all the positive things. That's, that is worship. Mm-hmm. But it's also worshipful just to confess. Mm-hmm. And it's just to, just to be real before him is is a significant part of our worship experience. Mm-hmm. That's right. And and we didn't get into it yesterday, but I, I think we can we can talk a little bit about here, at least make note of it. Um, I think sometimes if you're if you're on the outside and you don't know much about Christianity and you hear us use the words worship and bring God glory and and give him all honor and praise, there could be this idea of an egotistical deity that is off in a distance mm-hmm. who if we don't do those things, he's angry at us. If we don't do them rightly, and if we don't do it completely, then he's going to be mad at us. And and if we do, then somehow he is benevolent in the sense of, okay, you've ticked the boxes. I'm going to give you good things. Mm-hmm. That's the opposite of the picture that we see throughout Scripture where he is a loving heavenly father and we are his children as image bearers. And the thing that he wants most, the thing that we call worship, isn't the pleasantries that we just use the right words and the right tone and the right posture it's essentially us crawling into the presence of our father and in his lap, as it were, as children and trusting him to be our dad. That's good. Yeah. And we can, for those who, who are parents that are listening to this, you know that that it is sweet when your children are kind and loving and they use manners and those are all good. But there is nothing like being at the end of the day or the beginning of the day or any throughout the day when my daughters crawl up into my lap. And they just start talking to me. And uh-huh. they can be angry. They can be angry at me. But they're in my lap and they're trusting me to be their dad. And they just want to have an honest conversation. It For me, it doesn't get any better than uh-huh. that. And, and I can imagine as a fallen man in a fallen world with fallen daughters, right? And if how sweet that is for me. Imagine how beautiful and infinitely glorious that is to the Father in heaven when that is what he created us to do and we do it. That's good. Mm. That's exactly right. Yeah, I think I think when you... Like you hear it in David when he says, basically, in the less terms, I, I am dependent on you because I've come to the end of myself. Like that, there's, there's the posture shift mm-hmm. in that David's feeling this turmoil and it doesn't mean it's disappeared, but mm-hmm. he's, he's gotten to the end. And he says, hey, Lord, if, if you don't do something, That's right. I'm going to sleep the sleep of death. If if I can't trust in you, then I can't trust in myself. And like so, he's he's literally come to the end of himself, and it hasn't gotten better, mm-hmm. right? And he's he's basically, and that, that's that's how I see it as worship. It comes to this moment of he's going, I I have zero to depend on except for mm-hmm. the Father. Like mm-hmm. he's the only thing that that I've got left, and so I'm just Beautiful. I'm just going to hold on to him. That's right. And, um, mm. You know, you see, you see that in your kids, like you mm-hmm. said. That was a great illustration. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah, and I, I loved. I mean, that that stuck with me. In fact, when I listened, I, I I'd written it down. You know that when you said, "I need help," is worship to God and healing for mm-hmm. you. And um, you know, but I, I think, you know, if we're, we're really honest, like that's a paradigm shift for mm-hmm. for a lot of people who grew for up sure. in church. Mm-hmm. You know, like that just was not their church experience. You know. Yes. And and I love the 
that cut you off? No, go ahead. I, I love the um, the the picture there of the lap or resting in. I was listening to a podcast last week, and and these guys were talking about the the purest picture of prayer is to fall back into mm-hmm. or to relax in. Well, that's that's different than just a transactional. Mm-hmm. I've got to say these things. I'm going to worship you by saying these things, but that posture of I'm going to fall back into him and Mm -hmm. rest in his presence, that's an all-encompassing, I'm safe with you, all of me. I mean, all my fears, all my worries, all All my anxiety, I can can bring all that and fall back into you, which is what you're talking about with a child crawling up in in our lap. Mm. That's right. And, and, you know, I think tying those two things together and, Mike, what you just said – I need help. I think that resonated with a lot of people. Um, as I know it, it resonates with me because I didn't know how to get help. I didn't. I knew I needed it, but I didn't know how to articulate it. And so that that line did not come from me. That that line came from Doctor Alvaro when when I talked to them. Um, I need help is is worship to God and it's healing for us. And I, I think what I've learned in in counseling on myself and also counseling uh, with others. Uh, is is that is a line that for many people unlocks mm-hmm. something um, because we feel frozen, we feel inadequate, we we feel like we want to hide still, like like there's still a little bit of I don't want you to see everything or know everything. But when you say I need help, that's a that's a a game changing statement. So for example, if if you are considering going to a counselor, which you should, I believe everybody needs to go see a counselor. Like I just, in your healthiest of days, you need to go see a counselor. Um, the way it starts, like you call the office and they're going to say, you know, what 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 brings you in today? I need help is a great line. Mm-hmm. If you're going to see your your doctor for your your yearly checkup and and you believe that mental health needs to be a part of what's being addressed and 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 they bring you know what what brings what brings you in today what you know when the the nurse walks in when the doctor walks in what what's going on I need help mm-hmm. when you do that it brings you into a place of vulnerability and allows healing to to begin to happen through I think a myriad of God's graces to you mm-hmm. um, because a lot of times and and we didn't get into this too much yesterday but I wanted to make sure I said it because some people believe strangely in church because we live by different rules when it comes to mental health we we tie physical like as your body you can touch it you can feel it that's one thing and then we'll take the mind and the spirit and put those two things together so physical on one side mind and spirit on the other so if your your physical's hurt go ahead and get that fixed up but if your your mind and spirit are messed up then that's a spiritual thing so if you're struggling with anxiety or depression, then you just need to pray more. That's right. Uh, if, mm-hmm. if you're struggling with that, then you just you just need to go see a counselor, and that's great. But the first time somebody mentions medicine, then some people get strange about that. And they're like, well, you don't need medicine. If you're willing to go take ibuprofen for a headache, you can take some Xanax for some anxiety. Mm-hmm. Uh, and every time that you open that bottle and you take that, I, for me, I thank God for grace. God, thank you for meeting me here with this this grace extended to me. I know it's not the end, but it's certainly a means that's, right. that's going to get me to a healthier and holier end. Mm. Um, and so, with that being said, I wanted to be clear that when we say, I need help, it may lead you down a path of a place you've never experienced before. But what I would tell you is where you've been is an awful place. Mm-hmm. And so, to say, well, I've never done that before. I've never tried that before. I've never thought about you know, allowing that to be a part of, of my life. Well, what you've been doing isn't working. So, yeah. so we need to do something a little different right. as we trust God and what he's doing in our life. That's so right. for me, that was, I need help. 
mm-hmm. which led to a diagnosis, which led to medication, which led to counseling, which by God's grace is leading to a, a, a life of everyday yeah. Well, yeah, it's and different. even even when you said that, you know, what you've been doing isn't working. And and if you tie that to uh to you know, this 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 view of God, mm-hmm. um I'm just thinking, gosh, how how defeatist oh. you know, what that must do to your view of God when when you know I, I have this anxiety or depression and, and, and like I It's the worst. What I'm doing is not working, but <laughs> Everybody, everybody says, or at least implies, that I just need to pray harder. Yeah, you know, and that's not doing it. So I'm like, you know, I just, you know, God, it, it, how can I? I'm, I'm just not right with God, right. and you know, how well, He's not right with me. That that right. for me, that's the even scarier thing. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because I'm doing all I can. So evidently, God's not keeping His promise. So mm-hmm. He might not even be a God at all. Right. Just it's what a terrible thing. spiral. Yeah. <laughs> well, I think be. that's. Um, I think that's where the anxiety will trail into depression in my experience because mm-hmm. when when you're feeling those anxious thoughts and we're saying and you're even hear us say it hold on to Jesus he's all you got that's right. that's the place to be well if you've been playing that game for months and years where you feel like I'm holding on to Jesus and it ain't going anywhere mm-hmm. I'm still feeling this anxiety that is the worst mm-hmm. like I've been there. Give me any pain. Don't make me feel that pain. Mm. When I feel like I'm holding on to him and it's not working month after month after month, the anxiety is still there. That's where depression comes because yeah. then you start feeling helpless, like there's no option. And and as you were talking yesterday, I was just praying. I know there's people in that room mm-hmm. who are at that place. Mm. And they, they're like, I don't know how much longer I can go yeah. because I don't know where else to turn. And I would just say, I've been at that place. There is hope. Yeah. But it's going to take a step of yes. find some help um, because it's it's there. And it, it's so scary. But I think, um, man, I just pray that what you said yesterday and the way the Lord moved in that room will unlock some folks. Mm-hmm. Well, and I think – and I think it has – I mean, and, mm-hmm. and is going to. I mean, I, I think even in the response yesterday, uh, you know, we saw people. Uh, again, I was in the room, so I'm relying on you know mm-hmm. what what I've heard from others and what I could see when I watched online. But um, you know, I, I think it did resonate with a lot of people. Right. And and even Josh, I've heard you talk about texts and emails that you've gotten mm-hmm. that have normally. Since since Sunday morning, have opened with the line either in the subject or an opening line with the words "I need help." That's right, and uh, and I think so. It, it is resonating with people, and and I think man, I think that's a it makes me excited for mm-hmm. our church, no doubt. And um, so, you know, I, I do think I, I hate that that we couldn't have Preston Crow in our <laughs> podcast today because this is his expertise. <clears throat> You know, uh, as as Preston runs our Center for Hope and Healing, our, mm-hmm. our counseling center at Broadmoor. Uh, but if you're listening to this podcast and 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 like that's where you are, like you just you think I need help and and you've been struggling and and you just don't, uh, nothing's working. Uh, we want you to know that there is a place where you can find help, and so we would encourage you. Uh, you know, reach out to a counselor, and we have a counseling center at Broadmoor. It's called the Center for Hope and Healing center for hope and healing and um 
and we would love for you to reach out there. Mm-hmm. But there are other great Christian counselors in uh, in in the Jackson area or wherever you live, if you're listening. Um, and uh, we would encourage you to to contact them uh, if if you if you have uh, the desire to get in touch with the Center for Hope and Healing. You can do that by uh, going to their website, which is uh, C H H M S. Center for Hope and Healing, Mississippi, chhms.org. Um, you can call them at 601-898-4947. Uh, or you can also get there through Broadmoor's website, broadmoor.org slash care. Uh, if you look for our care and support page, um, you can uh, you can access it that way as well. And uh, Preston and his team there would love to, uh, to connect with you and see how that they could step into your journey and, and help you along the way. Can, can I just add to... I know there's fear for some folks to take that step all the way to seeing a counselor. I, if you've got a relationship with one of us as pastors, we would be happy to take that first step with you yeah. mm-hmm. or let us be a first step. You know, let's let's just let's get it out on the table and then we can figure out what the next step is for you. But as pastors, I, I think I tell people that's why we got into pastoring. You know, it wasn't just to show up in the office and send and receive emails. We love to sit with people and walk with people who were in this spot. Yeah. And um, we'd be happy to do it. Yeah, that's exactly right. Yeah. Yeah. All in all, though, uh, man, great. It was a great, great yeah. Sunday. Are you fixing to close us down? I felt. Yeah. Well, I mean, I don't I, I, have to. I have Mark, one Would thing. you like to say something? Well, I, I want to tie the vertical and the horizontal real quick. Yeah, that's good. Um, I just think it's, we talked about it some, we've kind of glanced around talking about it, but I think there's, there's something really, um, important for us as followers. We talk about how we view him and how we relate to him. I was talking with somebody after as a life group leader, our relationship with other believers, Hmm. sometimes the father will use another believer to be Jesus in the flesh to show us love and unconditional love. Mm -hmm. And so in isolation, you miss that blessing. Mm -hmm. Sometimes it's my view of God will unlock something that gives me the freedom to be vulnerable with somebody else. So I think it, that's important, but the other relationship is important too. And that sometimes God will use somebody else to demonstrate mm-hmm. that safety and that unconditional love. And so Jay's not here, but it's just another another plug for get in relationship, mm-hmm. find circles, yeah. get in groups where you right. can know and be known. That's right. And I would say that, like, hear us say that not just for adults, mm, but the importance of helping your children understand that, your students. Mm. I mean, community is so important. Um, Having come off two weeks of student camps, like you see that and you see the benefit of it. Mm -hmm. You see, you see people open up to one another Mm -hmm. um, to, to really become counselors. Not, not that you don't seek out the counselors because of it, but but yeah, there's a sense of counsel. There's there's truth that's spoken. Mm-hmm. Um, there's prayer. That, like there's just so many good things about community, where where we've said it before that you know and you are being known. Mm-hmm. Like so, when we're willing to take that step, it creates safe places that we can ask for help. That's right. That's right. So, that's right. So I encourage you to do that. 
Yep. And before Mike shuts us down. Hey. There we go. Uh, on, on that end, and I think we saw this happen a lot in our life groups yesterday, and hopefully what you experienced in the room from me sharing a, a bit, of a, a lot of bit about my story is this idea, and, and Sean, you, you talked about it, it's, this, it's the, the koinonia, right? It's the, you, mm. you, you too? Like, like yeah. you experience yeah. that too. And, and what will happen is when somebody is vulnerable, and this is the beauty and the power of vulnerability, and this is why we have to be careful with vulnerability as well. Mm. When somebody is vulnerable, it has a tendency to, if you're in a group that is smaller and safe, to take down all the walls that have just kind of you walked into the room with. Mm-hmm. And so when, when you share brokenness uh, of who you are and, and, and not try to hide it, like, like you just say, hey, I just want you to see. I want it if we are imposters and it's the pay no attention to the man behind the curtain. Mm-hmm. And if we say, I want to pull back the curtain and I want you to see, I want you to see me. And you do that, then it has a tendency to bring immediate health into the mm-hmm. group or into the room. That's right. Um, mm-hmm. for, for what will happen is everybody, because what scripture tells us is true, and we say it and we'll quote it, for all have sinned and fallen short of God's glory. Now, we'll say that in an evangelism tactic, but what that really means is everybody's broken. That's right. Every soul on this planet is broken. So if you're in a room of 2,000 or you're in a group of three, mm-hmm. everybody is broken. But we don't want people to know that. Right. We, we want people to think theologically, yes, in evangelism for all have sinned and fallen short of the glory of God, but I don't want you to know that I, I have doubt. Right. Mm-hmm. I don't want you to know that I have shame and guilt, but when somebody takes the first step and says, I just want you to see me, mm-hmm. I want you to see this is what I'm walking, everybody in that room will say, I mm. didn't know, but me too. Right. Yeah. And, and that's a beautiful thing. And that's what happens, we hope, in our life groups. That's what happens in, in our accountability groups. And it brings you to a place to know and be known by one another. Beautiful. Can I add one more thing? Please. That? So Sorry, Mike. And, and we've already said it. <laughs> the, the goal, the goal of your yep. sermon the goal of this is not so that others might see your brokenness. Yes, that's right. But that they might see Christ. But if we're not willing right. to share those moments of fear and brokenness, anxiety, and to to seek that, then then we are actually robbing mm-hmm. the body of Christ from seeing the work of Christ mm-hmm. in our lives. Preach and, on. And so, Preach. I'm so sorry. I think I think that's so so important. <laughs> Where's and, Marcus? Yeah, it's channeling my Marcus. <laughs> um, that dude was on a roll so, yesterday. So yeah. That's good. So it's yes. like in those moments, it's, it's not just that I know your brokenness, but now I get to see because what, what we what we often experience is that shared, and now all of a sudden the body comes around that person, mm. encourages right. them, prays for them, walks beside them, and so now you see the glory of Christ. In that moment, and so it's a beautiful yeah. thing. Hey, so. I'm sorry, but the deeper you show yourself, <laughs> just stop apologizing. Hey. The deeper you show yourself, the more you are able to receive love. Yeah, yeah. If all That's you true. show is two feet deep, you only feel loved two feet deep because right. you know the rest of the eight feet are not being loved. That's right. right. The more deeper you get, that you allow people. Mm-hmm to love those dirty places, that's when you really realize, mm-hmm. hey, I'm, I am loved. Yep. And if we keep hiding, you're only going to feel partially loved. Mm, that's right. That's mm. so good. All right, I'm done. <laughs> Mike, <Are> you sure? <laughs> you got it, buddy. Uh, no, nah, it's, it's so good. So good. You know, I, I, just that, that last bit of discussion, it just makes me excited for, you know, again, our church and, and, and who we are, who we hope to be. Mm-hmm. You know, I, like I'm thinking about just, you know, 
a couple of the values that we we hold. You know, that mm. we want to be a place that cultivates healthy relationships, mm. and in uh, a place that runs to the hurting. And so, um, you know, I'm just excited for the, the the ways in which we are doing that, but the ways in which we have yet to do that, That's right. and we're going to continue to do it. So, um, so great. Good days. Great days ahead. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, uh, yeah. So this next Sunday, we'll continue into our psalm series. And uh, we've got, uh, I don't know, six more weeks or so. Something, something like that. Something like that. Five or six. It'd be great. Uh, so it's it's going to be good. So I want to encourage you, uh, you know, for our listeners just to continue to tune in and um, show up on Sundays, listen to the the messages, and uh, and stay tuned with this podcast. So, guys, as always, great conversation. Jordan, good to, good to be with you guys. Love you guys. This has been a production of Broadmoor Baptist Church. If you enjoyed today's episode, please share it with others and don't forget to subscribe. To help us spread the word, please give us a five-star review and tell your friends to subscribe as well. They can find us wherever they prefer to get their podcasts. And if you'd like more information about Broadmoor, please visit our website at broadmoor.org or connect with us on your favorite social media platform where we're listed as at mybroadmoor. Thanks for listening.